Hello and welcome to Once Upon a Roll, a D&D podcast where I, your host Rasputin, plays a one-on-one session of D&D 5th edition with a guest in the land of Cortia, my homebrew campaign setting. Each episode focuses on a new character and story, so if you missed an earlier episode, obviously feel free to go back to listen, but if you stick with this one, you won't be completely lost as this is a new tale. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome on my guest, for this episode. If you know me, I, I get the sense you probably know him. The illustrious, the unparalleled, the grandfather I never had. Heavy-eyed Mitchell Kramer. Mitch, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, god damn it, that. <laughs> I'm sorry for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's fine. Get to sneak it in. I get it. Your your reaction was more measured than I expected. I <laughs> I figured I'd draw a little more ire. Nah. I'm used to it at this point, especially <laughs> from you. Oh, oh shit. Um, Mitch, have you played Dungeons & Dragons before? Oh, yeah. Actually, I was on a podcast as well. Another podcast. Yes, uh, Fr- Friday Night Dice, uh, run by our friend Sam, which you should check that out if, if, if you want more D&D content. Yeah. This is obviously a lot different. My next question I, I know the answer to because... The history of this show, the reason I'm doing this is because of sessions you and I have played together. So have you played a one-on-one session of D&D before? I have. With you. Yeah. So you you play in one of my bigger campaigns and and you asked me one session like, hey, I want my character to do some shit on the sly. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I thought it would be the worst thing, the most awkward thing in the world. Yeah, I was. But it wasn't. Yeah, it was real fun, but I was like low key kind of dreading it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it took us longer to get to it mm. than we thought it would. And then we just did it. And then it was like, oh, that was awesome. And and you and I, since for the campaign, have done like two two others, I think. So yeah, certainly the one on one session originates with you, Mitchell. Oh, yes. You know, just a trailblazer <laughs> over here. Yeah, so if everyone hates this podcast, it's it's your fucking fault, Shit. man. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll get into this session in a minute. Normally, I I leave what's going on as a secret, but I, I figure I might as well just give a little taste of what's to come. Uh, you and I have created a level twenty character for you. Uh, I've never played a campaign long enough to get to level twenty. Neither. So this will be interesting as, you know, you're going to be a fucking god, pretty much. Yeah, he's going to be a strong boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot to consider, I guess, at level 20, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. Um, so what I'll say to any listeners, if, if uh, we don't have all the inner workings of a level 20 character that we just built, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. What, what, what can you do? I mean... Honestly, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have gotten to level 20, played that character for five years, and still don't know half the shit that they they, they, they can do. Oh, so yeah. It, I'm not terribly worried. When we were putting this, this together, it was so nuts. Just, like, the amount of things I can do. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me curious about people that multi-class. Oh, uh, I, I, I feel like there's just so much going on if you did that. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, get into it and... Get on with this session of Once Upon a Roll. The kingdom of Cortia has thrived for over a thousand years, 
In that time, it's endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords, and fought against evil, both of this plane and others. However, during the most recent festival of the autumn sun, the sage's ritual revealed a nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before, and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted, and when the dust settled, the king was dead, and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs of the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. This story, however, starts a hundred years before this, near a small shack in the depths of Edgewood Forest, just outside the city. You sit at the table in the center of your shack. A small stove is in the corner of the room. Animal furs line the floors and walls, acting as a mixture between decor and insulation. Your bed is placed on the side opposite the stove. All in all, it's a pretty small place. You cut up a few pieces of meat and drop them to the ground, which Hayes, your dog, laps up excitedly. You built this shack almost 30 years ago, but for a good portion of that time, you were on the road, traveling with your band of adventurers, the lowlights. But those days are long behind you now. Now it's just you and Hayes and the wild. As you sit in your hut, I'd like you to make a perception check. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, that is a 11. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much just enjoying your afternoon. Uh, Hayes is kind of looking at you for a little more meat. Um, I, I cut off some more from the from the chunk of meat and chuck it to him. As he laps it up from the ground, can you quick give me a description of what you and, and your dog look like? So, Hayes is... A, uh, well, you wouldn't let me have a German Shepherd, but. <laughs> a Cortian Shepherd. Cortian Shepherd, there we go. Just a big brown, fluffy dog with some black spots, you know, uh, black paws. Kind of getting old now, so got like the little gray under chin going on. Mm -hmm. um, and Flane is the definition of like the grouchy old hermit. <laughs> Just unkept, <laughs> long hair, like down halfway down his back it's kind of dreading a little bit mm -hmm. it's just he's got a weathered face kind of battle scarred just dull brown eyes that don't really care anymore and his like hands are kind of they're not spry <laughs> you know his, his hands are kind of locked into place he can't when they're relaxed they're not at a normal position okay he's of average height as you sit in your little shack you hear a knock on the door. <gasps> Puts his very reluctantly, you know, stands up, opens the door. As you open the door, you're met by the sight of a of a dark skinned man wearing plate mail. You see behind him are you do a quick count. Imagine you've done a fair amount of these quick counts in your day. You you see fourteen men atop horses behind them, all adorned in the typical Edgewood armor of the Lord's personal guard. You can't help but think back to all those years ago when you first became acquainted with Lord Gallon Dunn and his guards, back when you were nothing more than just a fugitive on the run. The dark scene man stands in front of you. You notice his dark gray eyes and short black hair. He, he has a serious look to him. And then you can tell he tries to be as clean cut as possible. 
and he puts his hand out. Hello there. I'm Sir Alan Rourke of the Lord's Guard. I look at his hand and I look back at him, ignoring his hand. What do you want? He holds his hand out for like three seconds longer just to be sure, looks down at it a little awkwardly and slowly puts it to his side. I'm on orders from Lord Dunn. He would like to make a deal with you. I'm done making deals. He's willing to give you an official pardon for your former crimes. As you can see, you know, I'm kind of out of the way here. Do I really need to be pardoned? He looks at you for a few moments, knowing that your words are pretty true. <laughs> uh, you, you've done a fair amount of heroic deeds over the past 10 years. And although never really enough to get that official pardon from the Lord, no one has fucked with you since. <laughs> As a lot of people do hold respect for you and the deeds that your group, the Lowlights, did. And also, frankly... They're probably kind of scared of you. Uh, <laughs> and you can kind of you kind of notice some of the horsed men like looking at you, like whispering a little excitedly at each other. You're not fully sure what they're saying unless you'd like to make a perception check. Oh, yeah. We'll All right, roll perception. That is a 10? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, can't, you can't really make out what they're saying, but you do notice just an excitement to their tone, which seemingly you imagine is like they are seeing this kind of local legend in the flesh and maybe a little surprised <laughs> by how disheveled <laughs> he comes off. But just in general seeing him. Sir Alum looks at you for a few a few long moments. Lord would also like to offer a proper memorial in the center of Edgewood depicting depicting the heroic defeat of the Archlich uh, Genef when you and your companions so bravely took out. It's sort of uh, motion towards the sword on my hip, like rub it a little bit. <sighs> Fine. He seems surprised that it was that easy. Um, it, it takes us... Oh, yes. Um, um, can I come in? You see him pull out a, a parchment, which is, is rolled up, and you can kind of see some drawings through it. I have a map. I, I can give you the information you need. Yep. Yeah, just take it off him. So you just grab the map from yeah, him? Yeah, just like... Okay. Yeah, he like steps forward, like trying to go inside to like roll it out, but you just take it from him. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. A, a dragon. Been spotted north of the city. Attacked yeah. a lumberyard. Killing most of the men there. Destroying a lot of the property. It, it seems to be... It seems to be feral. Doesn't doesn't listen to any sort of reason. Dragons often don't, but this does not seem to be an overly intelligent dragon. You're telling me you don't have any men that can kill a dragon? Lord lost a lot of workers in the lumber mill and figured it'd be better to send in one trained expert than many troops that would certainly be able to kill the dragon, but have casualties and, and losses. Figured someone like you could handle it on their own. God, is a joke. Throw the map behind my shoulder inside to look at it later. Alright, well, when does he want it done by? As soon as possible. The, the dragon is laying waste to, to the different spots in the woods. It's not going to be safe anywhere soon. What kind of dragon is it? We got conflicting reports. Useless. 
All right. Well, is that it? Yeah. Can you make an insight check on him for me? Insight. That is a 19th insight. Okay. Yeah. So looking at him as, as soon as you kind of make like these comments about like useless, the guard, (laughs) fuck the man, you can see like he really wants to defend himself (laughs) and be like, not all guard are bad. <laughs> like I work hard, uh, but you you can see like severe restraint in him. Whether that's fear of who you are and the power you hold, or just that he's kind of a goody two shoes and uh, doesn't want to cross lines. You can't tell, but but you can certainly see that it's taken most of the things he has uh, to not flip his shit. <laughs> I imagine you uh, fucking turn, close the door. Oh yeah. Have a good day. Uh, the door closes on him, and you hear, like, muffled, Day, sir. <laughs> uh, and you, you hear footsteps walk away from your cabin as, as he mounts his horse and rides off. So, Flame isn't, like, old by any stretch, but he's definitely, uh, yeah, creaky. A little bit creaky. Mm-hmm. You know, when he shuts the door, he, ah, shit, stretches out. You know, he's got to crack his hole back, stand up straight sort of shakes it out and then he unrolls the map on his table throws everything that's on the table off yeah so the map seems to be kind of of this section of edgewood forest your your shack as you look thankfully is not marked on this map even though it, it obviously must be common knowledge enough for for these guards but you do you do see where the city is which which you can tell even though your shack is not marked you know about where you would be on the map. You can tell you're probably about five, ten miles out from the city. Then you see a lumber yard, the lumber yard, which is just designated by an X on the map, probably about another five, ten miles north of the city. <sighs> Whistle to haze. He sits up. You ready for another fucking adventure? <laughs> he tilts his head and gives you a bark. Yeah, all right, all right. I, um, you know, find some scattered food and put that in a sack, making sure to get enough for me and the dog. Gather, gather my thing, my weapons, you know. To gather your things, you go over to one of the pelts you have on the ground and kick it to the side. And a little trapdoor is under it. Uh, it's a room you initially built to store food for the winter. But after all your years and years of adventuring, you've collected enough gold, weapons, and other items where your little room underneath the floor has pretty much just been filled with the treasure. So you you go down, you you grab your bow, you grab the ring that belonged to your friend Jax, you already have the sword that belonged to Godfrey on you, and you head up carrying these items as, as your little way of making sure that those two are always traveling with you. Is there a, do you want to grab like a little scoop of gold? Yeah, I just grab like a small handful. Yeah, just enough for a little coin pouch to hang off you know, my belt. Yeah, you know it makes you just that amount. Probably you know one of the richest people around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you, you grab what seems like a small amount. Go up, close the trap door, put the pelt back on, and and whatever you want to do from there. Yeah, I uh, as I'm walking out, I like click my fingers. To get Hayes to follow along beside me. Yeah, as soon as you click him, he he's already there. Shut the door and <sighs> fiddle with the ring a little bit. Uh, stroke the sword and like a bit more and just. All right, boys. Guess this is for you guys. 
and I head out. Are you just gonna head towards the X? Is that yeah, a... just beeline. Yeah, uh, make a survival check. Survival. That is a thirty. Oh shit! Level twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Yeah. You. You know the lumberyard. You know the woods pretty well in general. Ooh. You kind of made it your business too. My guess is uh, you probably were annoyed that the lumberyard was built in the first place because it kind of took off one of your favorite hunting spots. Yeah. <laughs> but from those hunting days, you remember the best paths there and you're able to to tread those right now without leaving much of a trail and staying safe as you as you weave through the woods. Are you trying to move like extra quietly or you're just going? I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm like in the middle, you know, like I'm not stealthing, but I'm not like just barging on through until I get a bit closer. Yeah. Sure. 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 As you're going along, you probably you travel about an hour and then I'd like you to make a perception check. These goddamn perception checks that I'm just not doing well at. <laughs> okay. There we go. It's a 21. Okay. No, that's a great. You see in a little clearing ahead of you, what seems to be four dire wolves surrounding an elk. They're kind of forming a circle around it and, and nipping at it. You know, it seems really trapped at this point. You can kind of see it darting its head, looking to see, like, do I have time? Will I be able to jump past them? Um. Okay. Here's a thing a level 20 person can do, I think. Can I uh, make a shot on all four of them? Um, Wait, how many? With what? My bow, sorry. Um, So you get two attacks. Oh, I thought I got another one. I think that's a spell. The uh, swift quiver. That's it. So if you want to use that. That's what I was thinking of. No. <laughs> yeah. Not on some little wolfy boys. So, no, you would not be able to make four attacks without casting a spell like Swift Quiver. Okay, no, that's fine. I'll um, I'll just pop two shots at two whatever two wolves are closest. Okay, roll the hit. Oh uh, yeah, that is a twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> that will hit for the damage. That is twenty. Okay. And uh, for the other one. It's a 22. That'll hit. And then an uh, 18 damage. Okay. So first one was 20, second was 18. Both of them yelp out in pain. And they turn looking for the source of their newfound torment. And yeah, both are now aware of you and have turned towards you. Roll initiative. That's oh God, fifteen for initiative. Okay, got it. Uh, you do get to act first. Wow. Okay. At this point, they're probably about forty feet away from me. Okay. Um, do I roll initiative for Hayes, or is their turn shared with mine? Hayes has your initiative. Okay. In that case, I'm still just going to do the same thing and just pop, pop, <laughs> pop, pop. All right, same ones, yep. same targets. Yep. Uh, 34. That'll and, hit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, 19. That'll also hit. Okay, so this is the first one, which is a 13. And then a 15. Alright. They had turned towards you, getting ready to strike, and just, poof, 
One in the eye, the other in the eye. They both fall. The elk now up. I guess you have a bonus action. And movement if you want to get closer, which, you know. Yeah. Is there... This says two more wolves? There are two more wolves and an elk. Okay. Yeah, no. For my... uh, I'm fine. Okay. The elk is going to... Yeah, the elk's going to run towards the opening that you have now created (laughs) uh, and just start sprinting kind of towards you. And honestly, it probably gets right up by you with its with its amount of speed gives you a little look that you don't know if it's thanks you hope it is uh, <laughs> and tries to go by you uh, the dire wolves then turn making chase after it they both run and once they get about 40 feet they see you holding a bow and decide to make chase at you so first one is going to take a bite at you for 23 yeah that's gonna hit Right, that is for seven damage, seven piercing. Okay, and then the other is going to take a bite at you. The second one has advantage as his buddy yeah, is now within you. Yeah, you know all about it. <laughs> so that's a twenty-four. Oh yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. fourteen damage. Ooh. And uh, I need you to make a. Ooh, ah, I need you to make two DC thirteen strength saving throws. Okay. Yeah. So the second damage is fourteen. I just had to do some math that I'm not very good at. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so first strength save is 21. Easy. second one is 11. On the second one, you get hit and just knocked down to the ground. You were ready to move somewhat quick today, but I guess not quick enough. Mm. Uh, You are up in the initiative. You have two wolves (laughs) looking over you. I guess I didn't stretch myself out as much as I thought. So it's half my movement to get up? Yep. Okay, and then I'm going to disengage, sort of uh, run back a little bit, as far as I can, 15 feet. So, your action is disengage, you bounce away, so you have a bonus. I'm going to order my dog to attack the other dogs. Can I, wait, is that a bonus action, or is that my action as well? Yeah, it would have to be your action. You could have Haze, like, run up to them. Yeah, I'll just do that. The meat shield. (laughs) Fantastic. No, no, it's the first line of defense. <laughs> uh, cool, yeah. So it runs up and kind of gives a haze gives a big growl. Mm. The wolves, you know, fuck off, <laughs> get away from my master. And uh, yeah, they'll both be distracted by him, so they're gonna take some bites <gasps> at your sweet boy. Uh, that's a twenty-four. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is definitely gonna hit. Okay. Uh, for 11 damage. Dang. Those are some strong wolves. They're dire wolves. <laughs> yeah. They're good. And the other... It's an 11. No. So one just bites into the side of him. Uh, he does need to make a strength saving throw. Oh God, he does not have good strength. Doesn't matter. 17. Takes a bite at him, but he's able to keep his composure, stay up. And the other takes a snip and he's just able to move out of the way. You are up. Okay. So I am going to order Hayes to just, you know, buy back the one that bit him. Okay. Oh, jeez. It's a one. Oh, <laughs> oh that'll miss. Yeah. 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 For my other action, I was just going to shoot my bow. So, so Hayes does get multi-attack and you attack with him. So he does get another try. 
13 will just miss, unfortunately. <laughs> and then you want to take shots? Yeah. All right, roll the hit. You get uh, one attack. 35. I think that'll <laughs> hit. Uh, all right, roll damage. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Yeah, you hit the, the one that just bit your boy. Kind of turns his head towards you. They are up. The one that you just hit is going to start running towards you, so Hayes will get an opportunity of attack. That is a 25 on the bite. That's going to hit. Nice. That's 14 for damage. Fuck, nice. Yeah. Hayes takes a bite. Um, ooh, yeah. Doesn't, with Hayes' bite, they need to make a strength save? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought that was only with the pack tactics, but yes, it does. Oh, yeah. Very nice. 17. Ooh. Nat 20. So <laughs> it's able to run through it. <laughs> Sorry, I was excited. Uh, Hayes takes a big bite, and it's able to stay up. It is limping. One of its one of its uh, legs is just bleeding thoroughly as it runs towards you and tries to take a bite at you. That is an 8, which I hope misses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, the other is going to take another bite at Hayes. That is a 7, no. which I imagine yeah. also misses. Also misses. All right. You are up. Okay. Um, I'm just looking at my spells. Very clearly, I am not good with this class because I've got to put Hunter's Mark on something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. What? No. <laughs> if I shoot at the dog that is, like, just below me, like, you know, like, pointing my arrow down, like, bruh. You'd have disadvantage. I'm pretty sure it's going to be fine. But... You know, that's a fair guess. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's a 23. That'll hit. Yeah. I think with these guys, the only way you can miss is with a natural one, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, now that I look at your good-ass stats. That is a 19. Still looking over at your dog mid-combat, you just kind of aim your bow down and <laughs> just right in the skull, and you hear one final, and it falls down to the ground. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, so you have one more attack. Yeah, and then I aim it at the other one. All right, so you're taking a shot, not having... Yeah. Okay. Roll to hit. Is it 28? That'll hit. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, definitely seems hurt. Yeah, and that's my 10. It's seen all of its pack fucking murdered. <laughs> is going to try to run away. So as it moves out of Hayes's uh, area, Hayes would have the opportunity to attack if... Um, no. Oh, or a haze not to, or a fleeing animal. Okay. The wolf doesn't look back. <laughs> it just goes arrow out of its side, blood curling in its fur. Run up to haze and give him pets, you know. Pull out a bit of, bit of meat from the pouch, just a little, little tiny cube, and put it in my palm. Yeah, he he eats it out of your hand, and then he goes to lick his bite marks, clean up his wounds a bit. What's around me at the moment? Mostly trees where every once in a while there'll be like just a little clearing that might have some bushes in it or just some flat land. But right now you're you're pretty much in the thick of things. Okay, so there's no uh, like river nearby or like running creek or something? You could roll a perception check to find one. I would like to do that. All right. That's a natural 20. So 25. Yeah, that'll be good. As I said before, you're you're pretty familiar with this area. It's been maybe a little while since you made the trek 
to the lumber yard just because once your hunting spot went away, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, I, I swear, I swear there was something here. So you kind of lean down to the ground, close your eyes and open your ears for a moment. And you can hear the trickle of water, what seems to be like a hundred, hundred yards to uh, the east. Yeah. I just make way there quickly. Okay. And I'm just going to like, you know, put my bags down on the waterfront. I'm going to take a little bit of a short rest for my doggy because I feel bad that he got injured. <laughs> All right. So how do I, is it my hit dice for the dog? It has its own hit die. So it, it, it should have, I guess, 20 hit die. Okay. Which is, let's just say it's a D8. Okay. Seven. You know what? I'm going to roll another one. Okay, and that will make my my dog boy back. What was the second one? Uh, second one was the seven. Sorry. Okay. As we're sitting there, grab his face and start like rubbing it. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, buddy. Guess it's been a it's been a while. Uh, I'll try not to let you uh, get much more hurt, but it's, it is a dragon. But you know, we'll be fine. We killed that. We killed that damn lich. Gives you a playful bite on the on the wrist. And as he does, I like grab the, you know, when, when a dog bites you and you want to keep playing with that bite, so you grab the top part of their jaw and just start like, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna use any hit die for yourself? May as well. We're here, so that's a nine recovery. Man, I got twenty hit dice. Okay, well, psh, I can use another one, and that's a three. There we go. Now I'm back to full. That was eleven. Nice. <laughs> Alright, yeah, so you guys sit by the stream for a little while, relaxing, trying to calm that heartbeat that elevated just a little bit from the from the fight. And then eventually you, you're ready to move on. Grab all my stuff and you know, smack his like the side of his his belly a couple times and then pop off. You make pretty good time as you know these woods well. You you could say they're your favorite terrain, uh, <laughs> which makes you move through them with ease and speed and, and might. After, after you know, your hours of traveling, you eventually know you're coming up on the lumber camp. Uh, you first notice the trees all cut down in various areas in a very orderly fashion. Just a deep upset sigh about that. Yeah, even Hayes is kind of like looking around and you hear him give a few whimpers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why do this to a beautiful forest? And you guys continue along and, and pretty quickly you see that these trees cut down in a nice fashion are, are right next to a handful that seem to be haphazardly cracked in half as if something massive decided to roll over the top <laughs> of them. And as you continue along... Uh, following those trees, you notice like black sludge lines parts of the ground and covers a handful of these knocked down trees. You look around and as you get to what you would consider the camp proper, you notice maybe a dozen or so people here right now. Some seem to be trying to reorganize like piles of massive logs that have just been flung around the camp. You see others starting to rebuild the few structures around that seems like they're starting with ones that still have some parts of the building intact. Uh, but you do notice like lots of wooden planks just strewn across the land. Uh, and then you see a few others who 
who seem to be filling in holes that you can only assume are the final resting places of those who died here. Is there like a someone that's sort of ordering people to do things, like a leader, I guess, like or just someone that's in charge? Yeah, as you look and, and watch on a bit, you notice not necessarily someone who's taking insane charge, but you do notice one guy who's moving between the different people doing jobs. He'll talk to them for a few moments and then go over to the next group to talk to them. It seems like he's kind of not with an iron fist yeah. or, or maybe not a natural born leader, but he is kind of probably the one delegating responsibility right now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I walk up to this, this guy and just ask, what kind of dragon is it? Uh, um, hello, sir. Who may you be? Uh, doesn't matter. I was just ordered to kill the dragon. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, sorry. I, is this a joke? I wish. I did not want to be doing this today. But... You're telling me. Damn thing destroyed our camp. Killed 50 men. Kind of looks down to the ground. Well, do you know what kind of dragon it was? It had copper scales. Copper scales. Okay. Would I know what that meant? Roll a... Arcana check. These dragons have to do with magic. Okay. They're not your favorite enemy, so you don't have advantage. I was just checking that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is a natural one. Ooh. (laughs) That is not good. You know, you have fought many a beast in your time, many a fey creature. You killed a lich. Mm. But you've never actually fought a dragon before. So you don't know a whole lot about them. And while certainly people in your former party were kind of enthralled by them, maybe told stories around the campfire every once in a while, you didn't really listen. <laughs> so your your knowledge of dragons is, is pretty low. I would say even with the, the terrible, terrible role, you, you would know that there are two different types of dragons. That's chromatic and metallic. And what you would know is chromatic are are like the colored like red dragons, green dragons, and they usually mean fucking business. <laughs> you don't know much about the metallic ones. You just know people really seem to hate the chromatic ones. I'd say pretty much anyone in the D&D world would know that, <laughs> especially a level 20 character. Yeah. But yeah. You don't know anything specific about what a copper scale dragon would be like. Toes. Copper. Hmm. I see, yes. Just like a little bit bullshitting. What way did it go? I've heard a bunch of people say different things. Some say they saw it fly to the east, others say they saw it fly to the west. I didn't really get a good look. <sighs> it's kind of hiding during the whole thing. Look, I'm not made for this dragon business. Who is? Well, seems you made for. Destroying forest business. Yeah, it's pretty similar. You and the dragon. You're you're saying that us chopping down trees and replanting them is as bad as dragon coming in and killing friends, other workers? That's all the same. Yeah. Good luck finding your dragon. He turns and walks away. 
Is there a way I could determine like how it flew off? You could certainly try to use some of the clues. Clues. You could certainly try to use some of the signs uh, that I may have left behind. Yeah, I was thinking about those broken trees that yeah. stumbled into. All right, you want to investigate the broken trees? Yeah. All right, you can go over and, and make an investigation check. Love these plus zero rolls. Well, that's a 16. That's good. <laughs> it's better than your natural one before. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you head over and start looking just in general at the broken trees. And and you notice that on one side, towards towards what would be if it had gone west, you see a few trees that are broken in half and then some that have like just the tops of them kind of snapped off, but the trees are still standing. Mm. And you imagine it's kind of like the flight pattern of something if it had landed, fucked up a bunch of shit and then flown off but wasn't able to clear all the trees. Yep. Wait, sorry, which way is that pointing? Is it West. 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 Okay. Guess I'll I'll follow that that path. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. So you start heading in that direction. Yeah. Anything to avoid talking to the, the camp again. <laughs> Figured as much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you and Hayes start start walking off. You you try to look for any signs of this dragon. So so as you're kind of following this direction, why don't you make a perception check? 16. Okay. You're looking up at the trees and you're struggling to find breaks like you were earlier. It was just kind of easier to see when you went from like no trees to little, you know, like it was just easier to spot broken trees. But now that you're kind of in the thick of it, and you're trying to look up at the top, it's harder to see the tops of, of broken tree branches. You do see a little bit of this black sludge that you saw back at the camp. Ugh. It's like just every once in a while, you'll see like a few drips of it on trees or sometimes a more sizable puddle. Is it from the look of this black sludge? Is it like corroding the trees and ground around it? Would you like to go and take a look at it? Yes. Yeah. So you you walk without up. touching it. Yeah, <laughs> smart. <laughs> you do notice, especially yeah, pretty much anything it's on, you can hear like a little sizzle. And as you look, especially when it's on grass or the side of trees, it does seem to be slowly eating away at it. Okay. I like order Hayes to sit and stay. Mm-hmm. Like, sit. Okay. <laughs> Hold my hand out <laughs> in like an open palm as I circle some of the sludge and yeah just gonna look at it pick up a pick up a stick and like poke it a little bit and see what happens to the stick yeah as you put the stick in it seems to kind of slowly get onto the stick and start corroding the stick a little gross oh i guess that means that all dragons breathe fire huh (laughs) throw the stick away and sort of go back to following the sludgy path. Okay, so now you're following sludge. Yes. Yeah. So so you follow along the sludge now. I guess Hayes could probably assist you, couldn't he? Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Dogs smell things. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's there's a step for this. The mess the mastiff has advantage on wisdom checks that rely on hearing or smell. Okay. 
But I guess if, if he's assisting me, it's just automatic advantage anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. But but for flavor, he'll be the one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Making. Yeah, so I imagine he sees you exploring and looking at the the goo and can see probably too, by the way, like you're not touching it. Like, <laughs> this is dangerous. I should not lap this up. Uh, <laughs> he goes over, gets somewhat close, takes a few sniffs and starts moving. So he, he can make a, we'll go perception check at yeah. advantage. That will be a... 21. All right, yeah. He sniffs for for a few seconds, and then he's just moving on the trail. As, as he's going along, you see that like sometimes the acids will shoot off in different directions, but he kind of follows a path that seems to be the, the strongest one. Like Sometimes it's almost just like acid sprays would go off randomly for whatever reason, but he, he's following this path where as you go along, it seems like the acid spurts are, are getting bigger and bigger and more concentrated when i feel like i'm getting like pretty close to you know the the heart of it all i'm gonna use hide in plain sight okay so you stop moving yeah yeah so so i imagine you you would get up to a point and Hayes, just in general not being an idiot dog uh, <laughs> having a pretty good bond with you would kind of stop mm. and he'd point little ways ahead like with his nose yeah i can spend one minute creating camouflage on myself okay i imagine i have access to fresh mud dirt plants and stuff like that at this point even though it's pretty corroded yeah there's certainly fresh stuff like that around uh not a ton of mud but you're probably able to take your water skin and mm. pour it on some dirt you know fucking camo yourself up uh and, and sit just like near a tree posing as if you were part of it. <laughs> Do, is there a role with that or like that's just automatic? It's plus 10 uh, bonus to stealth. All right. So, so you're, are you just like hiding out kind of nearby? I'm going to solid snake the rest of this way in. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure hide in plain sight you can't move. Oh, is it you can't move? So it's kind of like if you, it, it, it'd be really good if you want to like wait here and kind of scope out and not risk being seen at all okay yeah no fuck it. let's do that let's just hide out and see where the dragon see if anything happens okay yeah so you disguise yourself uh fit in with the surroundings get camouflaged and just you just sit there for a while patiently i imagine you put some on haze too we'll say haze could yeah. hide in plain sight <laughs> make a perception check I'll give you an advantage, as I imagine Hayes is kind of listening out to. Yes. Natural 20. <laughs> Dang, that's two nat 20s on perception. Um, yeah, you, in the near, somewhat nearby, it's hard to tell the exact distance. It's, it's probably silent for half an hour. And then after that, you, you start to hear just stomping very loud. Uh, in your experience, things that are this loud are usually big. Although you have not fought a dragon, you, you have certainly killed a, a massive monster in your heyday. So you can tell that whatever this thing is nearby, maybe about probably like 300 yards to the north of you, is is probably the dragon. So, so a little ways away. And you can't really see it as 
there's kind of too much wood between you and it. Okay. But but you can tell that you are pretty nearby at this point. In that case, I'm gonna uh, stealth. Okay. Stealth towards it. Uh, roll a stealth check. Yeah, boy. That's a sixteen. Do I have to roll one for haze as well? I imagine. Yeah. Oh god. So haze's is twelve. Good old quiet bunch. Okay. You uh start sneaking up slowly you wipe a little gunk off your face some off of hazes too <laughs> and you spot a a clearing a little ways ahead of you in this clearing you are immediately met by the sight of just a massive primordial figure pacing back and forth there's a outcropping of rock behind it not not quite high enough to really constitute a cliff but I guess, you know, like probably 15, 20 feet tall. Cliff-like. Cliff, baby cliff. <laughs> while, while you're approaching, why don't you make a perception check? That's a 15. Okay. So yeah, you see this massive copper dragon moving back and forth. It seems very anxious in the way it's doing this. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to be wanting to sit still for even a moment. And you see it's kind of pacing in front of... What looks to be a small little cave that's part of this outcropping of rocks. As soon as you get to the tree line, you see the dragon slowly turn its head towards right where you are. And you see its eyes slit. It rolled a natural 20 on its perception. I'm sorry, Mitch. <laughs> I'm going to need you to roll initiative. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a 13. Yeah, not many things around that have to turn order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just to give you an idea of how things stand at the moment, by now you, you've snuck up a bit. You're at the tree line of, of this kind of clearing around this small cliff area. The dragon is about 60 feet from where you are. So certainly uh, you are in range of it. <laughs> it is maybe a little in range of you. Uh, it has a much higher initiative. Oh yeah. Than you, so it is going to act first. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw. That's uh, twenty-one. Yeah, that'll save. You see it look, pull back its head, and just hear a scream as acid—the same acid that you. And, and Hayes have been tracking here, shoots out of its mouth. Uh, Hayes also needs to make a dex save. <laughs> that's, that's a four. All right. You take 27 points of acid damage. <sighs> Hayes takes 54 points of acid damage. God damn, that is a bad opening. <laughs> and uh, it is going to stay exactly where it is, not move at all. I'm still right in front of the cave mouth. Okay, so it's my turn? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that sucked. Um, <laughs> for Hazes' action or movement or whatever, I'm going to order him to get the fuck back. <laughs> okay. And just run as far as he can. All right. He uh, starts fucking scampering off back behind you. And I guess that means I can't move now, can I? I think you can order him to move 
as a bonus. Okay, I am going to run 30 feet to the right. Okay, so like still along the tree line? Yeah, just to get like a wide berth on it. Okay. And, oh shit, what is the distance on my bow? Is it 60 feet, isn't it? You have a long bow, so it's it's longer than that. Oh, hell yeah. It's certainly oh. still in your range, yeah. Cool, yeah, I'm going to... Use my bonus expertise, so I can't do Hunter's Mark. Uh, I am going to shoot just my regular bow at it for now. So the beast can just move on its own, so you do have your bonus action. Oh, tight. Well, in that yeah. case, there's my bonus. Okay. 31 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. I'm just going to do both attacks for Okay. And then I'll roll damage. Second one is 22. The, that'll hit. Oh, God. Okay. So 18... Plus 17. 35 damage. And then also plus Hunter's Mark. Oh yeah, so 2d6. So 4 and 6. Alright, so 41 damage total. That's a good start. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. Fuck you, Dragon. 20, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh, the Dragon is up. The Dragon is going to kind of look back at the cave and then look at you feels those very very damaging arrows that you just shot at it and it is going to fly over to you yeah it's gonna fly over to you uh which is able to get up to you uh with its fucking fucking fatty ass speed uh (laughs) and it is going to make a multi-attack on you (laughs) the it first Bites at you. That's a twenty-nine to hit. Yeah, that's that's yep. Yep. <laughs> for for sixteen damage. Then it swings two claws at you. The first is twenty-two. Yep. And the second is thirty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then you take twelve damage from the first hit, and eleven damage from the second hit. Oh boy. Okay. I'm disengaging. As your action? Yeah, as my action. This thing has speed, so it's like, where do I go? <laughs> I might duck into the trees a bit. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. So I guess behind me, and just, yeah, run, run a fair bit back. You know, about 20 feet. Okay, so if you use your action to disengage, you can't really use it to hide. That's okay. Okay. Just more out of his way and not in an open area. <laughs> and I can use right. my bonus action to cast Healing Spirit. Alright, so you lose concentration of Hunter's Mark then. Yeah. But your Healing Spirit is on you as uh, this is technically the first time you enter it. You can uh, benefit from the healing of it. At least that's how I'll run it. What'd you get? One. Nice! Uh- <laughs> Okay, so you heal one. Yep. <laughs> and I'm guessing that's all I can do. Yeah, that is all you can do. It is going to look at where you just ran. It can clearly still see you uh, <laughs> from where it is, but it does also look back towards the cave mouth. Yep. And it starts to. It doesn't like fly back. Quickly, it starts to take steps backwards towards it. 
Okay. And it moves about 40 feet back towards it. It's, it has not taken its eye off of you, but it's just slowly backing up. So is that, that's its turn? Yeah, uh, that's its, that is its turn. Okay. Um, how far away is Hayes from me right now? Hayes is probably, he's about 30 feet away from you at this point. I mean, did, was he, was he just still bolting? Um, oh, sorry. Like once his uh, round of movement had finished, that's about as far as I wanted him to go. Okay. Yeah. So he's about 30 feet away. Perfect. I'm going to move as my bonus action, my healing spirit from me to him. Okay. So you move that so he can heal 1d6. Oh no, six. There we go. Nice. He's still not doing great, but he's doing better. I'm going to move to the, the front of that clearing again. Okay. I am going to shoot him twice. All right. You shoot uh, at the dragon twice. Uh, that's a 24. That'll hit. And a 26. That'll also hit. Hell yeah. Okay, that's 22 damage. And then 19 damage. So a cool 41 damage. Jeez. All right. It screams out in pain. It is going to just sprint towards you on its turn. <laughs> Pretty fucking pissed. And it's going to take a multi-attack on you. So first it will bite at you. Mm. That's a 20. Yeah, that's going to hit. 11 damage for the first. Uh, then it's going to take two claw attacks at you. 15? That does not hit. And a 25. That does hit. <laughs> okay. And this... Ooh, that's really low. Uh, eight damage. Oh, damn. It slashes at you with his second claw and just roars in your face. You look at its eyes and, and it's just... They're slit and just rage is filled in them. They're... There seems to be nothing but just feral instincts in this creature. Hmm. And it has you in its sight. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know, I'm gonna, as my bonus action, bring the old healing spirit back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, you can roll a d6 to heal. Give me that d6. That's a 4. And I guess technically he started his turn in it. Uh, so oh. although this might be a slightly broken use of it, well, I'll I'll give it to him. You can you can heal Hayes too. You sure? Okay. Yeah, I I think that's a good. It doesn't heal that much. You know what I nah. mean? Like, yeah. Oh, that was just the one anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not like a D ten or some shit. I'm gonna like sort of just sigh, grab the hilt of my sword, and just be like, "Please help me, Godfrey." And I'm gonna cast Steel Wind Strike on this goddamn dragon. Okay, so what does Steel Wind Strike do? Uh, choose up to five creatures you can see within range. Make a melee spell attack against each target on hit. A target takes 60, 10, force damage. And then I choose five foot space to teleport to. Within five feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Do it, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, so that'll be wisdom plus six, so plus 11. Not bad. It's 24. That hits. Hell yeah, okay. It's a lot of dice. And it's 26. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> and I want to end up kind of to his side. 
Okay. Like his left side, I guess. Or whichever side is not facing Haze. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it is going to turn to you. Now with this acid breath back, uh, and uh, breathe it on you. Okay. So you have to make a deck saving throw. Well, a little thing I forgot from before. <laughs> I'm going to kind of absorb elements on myself okay. as a reaction to this. And so that you have resistance to the triggering damage type until your next turn, which is nice. Mm. Also, you get to do damage, right, with that type yeah that you observe okay yeah so you still make a deck save yeah 25 easy yeah so you're able to dodge a lot of it which would half the damage uh and then you absorb even more of it uh so you take 13 acid damage thank god (laughs) that's a good spell (laughs) okay and that is its turn okay bringing the old healing spirit back Six. Okay. Yeah, you heal six. I'm gonna try something here, based on what it did last time. But I'm gonna disengage back into the woods. Okay. So you use your action to disengage. Yeah. And move back into the woods. It looks at you and looks back to the cave, and it jumps towards you. Ah, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna make a multi-attack on you. First is a nat 20. Ooh. Alright, so that's 22 damage for the first hit. Yep. Then it swings both its claws at you. Uh, that's a 15. Misses. And that is an 18. Misses. Woof. How you looking? <laughs> Not good. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Dragon fights are hard. Solo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you don't use the very thing that would have saved you at the start. <laughs> it could have helped. Yeah. So healing spirit lasts a minute and I've used it four times. Yeah. So I got two more uses on it, I'm guessing. So so each round is six seconds. Oh, so I got ten times. So you, it would ten times or until concentration's up. Cool. I'm bringing it back. Oh yeah, six again. Hell yeah. Your boy needs everything he can get. I'm gonna cast Conjure Animals. Okay. Inspired by the earlier encounter, summon a giant elk. And I'm rolling separate initiative for these guys, aren't I? This guy, aren't I? Yeah. Cool. It's uh, 14. Okay. Yeah, a giant elk appears. Uh, Where do you want it to appear? To the side of it. So, like, right now you are both in the woods. So you want this in the woods? Yes. Or you want it in the clearing? Yes, so. In the woods. Um, wait, how thick are the woods? Like, is its horns going to get in the way? Uh, it should be fine. <laughs> okay, yes. Then in the woods. Like, kind of maybe 30 feet to the side of it? In the woods? In, like, the deeper woods part? Like, away from haze? Yeah. Got it. Giant elk appears about 30 feet away. Cool. And I'm guessing that's all I can do. It's had these the whole time, but it's never had a chance to actually use it. It's going to use a legendary action. Ah, shit. 
to to uh, make a tail attack on you. Shit, that won't hit. That's a nat two. So uh, thirteen. No. Okay. Luckily, you're yeah. able to just kind of duck under it. You see the power of the tail swing over your head, just knocking trees around you. Now, though, it is its turn. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so that was this legendary action. It's going to look between you and its cave, and it's uh, going to drop another acid blast on you. Well, reacting with absorb elements. Okay. Make a dex saving throw. 19. DC is 18 for <gasps> it. Uh, so you take 13 acid damage. Oh boy. Yep. Uh, you know, something we haven't been doing, uh, you need to be making some con- uh, concentration checks. Oh, shit. Uh, we'll yeah. do some retroactive ones. So make, Rick, um, make five con saving throws. Okay. So 14. 21. Natural 20. 15. 12. 8. Alright, so, uh, yeah, you you lose concentration of the spell, and the elf disappears. And now it's your turn. Okay, so now it's my turn. I am going to cast Healing Spirit at 4th level on myself. Okay. So that is 3d6 to heal. That's 8. Fuck. <laughs> and then for the rest of my turn, I am disengaging from my action and running back away from this dragon as far as I can. Okay. Just flat out. <laughs> Lose about 30 feet. Yeah. Funnily enough. Yeah. <laughs> Run as far as you can. All right, you're really too far for the dragon to do any legendary action. Oh, thank God. It is going to look at you and then look back at the cave mouth, which it has moved pretty far away. And it's actually going to start keeping its eyes on you still, mm. walking back slowly toward the cave mouth. <sighs> Obviously, at this point, it's pretty clear to you that whatever's there is important to this dragon. And yeah, hey, it's a lot of anxiety about moving too far away from it. Okay, well, first things first, I'm bringing the healing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And that is a 13 to heal. Okay, now we're talking. Okay, I'm still not looking great, but I'm feeling better about it. Noticing that it's a bit iffy on the old uh, attacking of me at the moment. I don't want to piss it off and bring it back to me again just yet. I might have Haze come back to the tree line. Okay. Because I'm in the forest still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How big is this clearing? Like, what sort of clearing are we dealing with here? It's it's pretty big. It's probably about, like, 80 feet from the clearing to the rock outcropping. Okay. And, like, is it just a big circular... Yeah, like a semicircle. Yeah, of trees and then just rock. Mm-hmm. Um, how far was it to get Haze from where he was to the... Haze was about 30 feet from the clearing. Okay, so now he's he's spent his movement. That's cool. Oh, I haven't used my action yet. I'm going to use my action to hide. So you're, you're hiding? Yes. <laughs> All right, roll a stealth check. God, I forgot this is a thing I can do. 
That is a 10. <laughs> All right, you uh, shoddily jump behind some shit. Yeah, do the old car turn back against the tree. The dragon is going to use its legendary action to try to detect you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a 29. It sees your shitty hiding shop, unfortunately for you. Damn it. And it stops where it is. It doesn't It doesn't keep moving backwards. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's waiting for something. But yeah, that's going to be its turn. Is uh, It's actually going to give a loud roar. And you and Hayes both need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Actually, my saving throw goes into the bed. It's a 19 for me. Yeah, that'll save. Uh, come on, buddy. Oh, it's a 19 for him, too. All right, you both <laughs> save. You feel like the terror of just this frightful presence of this dragon trying to seep into you, but you're like, I've already gone through too much shit to be shaken by this. <laughs> you are about 60 feet away from this dragon, who is by the tree line. Haze is about 30 feet away from the dragon as he too is by the tree line. In general, the dragon, you know, seems to still have a bit of strength, but you can see that your blows, especially your early blows, have definitely hurt it a fair bit. God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, the perk of being such a high level. Mm-hmm. So I damage it almost as much as it damages me. Almost. Okay, so for... Hayes' movement, I want him to, like, scoot along the tree line, going away from me, but around the semicircle. Okay. So, like, the other side of the semicircle. That so, I guess so I'm not toward. toward the dragon. And if Hayes kept going that way along the tree line, would it end up at the rock outcropping or not? It'd take a while. Okay, but, yeah. It's a good distance. Yes, but that's what I want him to be doing right now. 30 feet. Yeah. And then... For my bonus action. For my bonus action, I'm bringing it back. Oh, is it already on me? I don't think you moved, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, that's just nine. Feeling a tad better. And this dragon is like fixated on me, isn't it? Yep. Cool. I'm going to walk the other way to uh, take its gaze off of Haze. Okay. How far away do you want to be from it? Maybe just like another 15 feet. So just like 15 feet to your right. Yeah. Yeah, Hayes is off to your left. You move uh, a little towards your right. The dragon's eyes are still on you. That's me. I'm not going to hit it just yet. All right. It is going to unleash a breath weapon at you. So let's say dex saving throw. You just see the black sludgy acid come out at you. Well, I'm going to use my last first level spell slot <laughs> to okay. absorb that shit. It's a 30. Easy. <laughs> you take 13 damage. Cool. And it is going to stay in position, its eyes locked on you. So I want Haze to keep walking, just like every, as far as it can until it gets to the rock, cropping each turn. About where he is right now, he's probably, like, if he's sticking towards the tree line, he's yeah. probably about, like, 45 feet away from just the base. Cool. And then an additional, like, 30 feet from the cave entrance. And then I'm bringing it back because I need to heal. Okay. That's 10. 
He's almost negated everything. Almost negated the breath. Uh, I'm gonna just well, like keep inching just a little bit, so like ten feet this time. Yeah. Just to hold its hold its stare. It is going to make. I so first off, have Hayes make a stealth check, just as he's kind of been going along, because it'll be important now. <laughs> That is a 20. Not a natural 20, but a 20. All right, so the dragon is going to use Detect as a legendary action. as just kind of like scoping its peripherals, still always keeping at least one eye on you, looking back to check on the cave entrance. It's a 17. Uh, Hayes is able to <laughs> sneak oh along. Oh, my God. That's some Scooby-Doo uh, shit. Dragon sight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's its legendary action. Um, it is not going to move. So then by this point... Oh no, Hazel will still not be quite at the base yet, huh? Correct. Well then, you know, it's fuck, it's time. I'm going to bring the spirit to me and then I'm going to throw some arrows. Okay. Yep, now I'm going to... So that was 12 to heal, and then... Alright, I'm, I'm going to shoot this bastard. Alright. First shot is a 33 to hit. That'll hit. Yep, and the second one is a 30. <laughs> That two will hit. Cool. So 15 damage on the first, and then 18 for the nice. second. Very nice. Yeah, you shoot at it, it screams out in pain, uh, but it still stands. Uh, so Hayes by now is about 15 feet away from the wall. Cool. Okay. Yep. The dragon is going to use its legendary action to detect, so I'll have you make another uh, stealth check with Hayes. Come on, buddy. Oh, yeah, it's another unnatural 20. Roll the natural one on this side. It is <laughs> focused on you, only you at this moment, and it is going to let out another acid breath at you. So I need you to make a deck saving throw. Oh, I can cast it at a high level. Don't. Yeah. I'm going to cast it at level two. <laughs> Just absorb elements yep. all fucking day long. Oh, yeah, because that is a natural one. Ooh, uh, all right. You take 27 points of acid damage. Okay. And it seems pissed, and that's going to be its turn. Cool. So I'm going to get Haze make its way to the rock clearing. Okay. So it, it gets, uh, with 15 feet, Haze can get right up to the clearing. Tight. Uh, what is the distance between the dragon and my dog, would you say? Estimate. It's probably about 110 feet. Those are good ways. Is that enough? <laughs> Fuck it, man. We're, we're, we're living large today. I'm going to get in to Buck very loudly. All right. Hayes <laughs> barks. And you just see the head of the dragon turn, <laughs> spotting your dog. And then I'm going to drop concentration. Because... This dragon's not within, like, reach of me, is it? No. Cool. Drop concentration and cast Swift Quiver. Okay. Okay, yeah, I can't make the extra attacks this turn. Uh, I'm going to just shoot it normally then. All right, roll the hit. 31 and 24. Both will hit. So that's 19 for the first and 14 for the second. And then... I'm going to get Hayes to use the rest of his movement to run backwards, not towards the cave. Okay. <laughs> so moves back into the woods. Yeah. Yeah, it's still going to be enough where 
the mighty wings of the dragon unfurl and it just flies full speed. It's going to dash oh, shit. towards your doggy. And you see it just collide with some trees and it just gets right up into your dog's face. It does not have any attack though. Thank God. You are about 180 feet away. Okay. What's the distance to my longbow? So your longbow, if it's 150 or more, you have disadvantage. Okay. He said I'm 180? Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm running 30 feet towards it. Okay. And then I'm going to use all four of my attacks. <laughs> all right. Roll to hit. So first one is a 20. That'll hit. Oh, thank God. Uh, 34. <laughs> Ooh, 19. That'll hit. Oh, and then a 35. All right, I'm not even going to have you roll damage. How would you like to do this? Oh, yes. Thank God. Um, <laughs> that paid off. Uh, I'm just going to like do that harsh whistle to get its attention. I can't, I can't do one in real life, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do the whistle. You've practiced it enough times to get Hayes' attention. Mm. Hayes, like, you obviously can't see him, but just... Trembling as this dragon looks over, both hear the noise. The dragon turns its head as it hears you make it. Uh, and then just gonna shoot all four arrows at its head. Just it turns its eyes and just two land right in its eye sockets, one in the mouth and just one in its neck, and it falls over. I need uh, Haze to make a deck saving throw. Shit. <laughs> Okay, so 21. Yeah, he's able to just scamper out of the way as this loud crash of the dragon comes down. Oh, man. <laughs> you uh, managed to kill the dragon. <sighs> okay. Cole Hayes, I just click a few times and do a whistle and bring him to me. Yeah, he's a little slow to, to come by. You see he's like taking steps towards you, but his head is turned toward the dragon mm. just like watching it as he's walking back and eventually he just turns his head and scampers towards you give him big pets you know just rub his face and yeah rub his... he kind of like buddy. rolls over on his back yeah give him a scratch on his belly he's like, i'm sorry buddy uh sorry he had to had to be my bait he gives you a little growl <laughs> <laughs> and I pull out some chunks of meat for him he eats it up <laughs> Well, shit. I guess we should see what this cave is about. I'll put my bow on my back and make tracks towards the cave. Yeah, you uh, walk over towards the cave. As you get to the outcropping, you see the cave itself is pretty narrow and pretty small. It's not a massive cave. The dragon itself certainly could not have fit in it but you see that it mostly must have been for protection as a single copper egg sits in the middle of the cave hmm how big is it pretty sizable like probably about as tall as haze oh shit okay and there's like nothing else in the cave like i'm uh, it's safe like it's not deep enough to have danger in it is what i'm no okay. no I'm going to have a short rest in here. All right. With my yeah. little dog, buddy. Yeah, so you and your dog just sit next to this egg. Mm, sort of contemplating what to do about the situation. Fuck. 
from some hit die. I don't know if you saw, but I was about 14 damage away from dying. Oh, God. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> you and Hayes sit around in, in this little cave. By, by this point, the men had come to your house relatively early in the morning. Okay. And through the traveling, through the resting earlier, and now through the fight, uh, it, it's getting closer to evening. You know, you can kind of see that dusk is on its way. Hmm. After probably about 40 minutes of your rest, as you're probably about ready to stand up, yeah. you notice the egg move a little bit. Uh, and then you see a little crack starting to form at the top of it. I stand up. And the crack gets a little bigger. And you start to hear this little murmur coming from the egg. You see just a piece fall off of the egg. And out pokes a little head, what seems to be a dragon warmling. Its eyes are closed, and it's just kind of pecking its way and using its small little claws to, to push through the egg and get out. And, and after a few moments, it kind of like falls onto the ground out of the egg and gets up. And slowly, like you see, its eyes start to open. And it looks up at you. It, it's not very big. It's it's much smaller than, you know, the egg yeah. as a whole. It seems probably maybe a foot big at this oh, point. Oh, jeez. Okay. Relatively small. Yeah. I, like, well, like, I don't draw it, but I just, like, hold on to my arrow at the moment as mm -hmm. I stare at it, waiting to see what it does. It blinks at you a few times, and you see, like, it open its mouth. As if trying to give like a sound. And then after a few seconds you hear just a little. I take my hand off my bow. Reach into my little pouch. Pull out two pieces of meat. Give one to Hayes and like, like tell him to just stay there. And then I slowly and very carefully give one to the little dragon wormling yeah as you approach it it looks a little nervous but it sees your kind of slow movements you're holding something and it starts to like sniff at it then as you reach out like it starts to kind of nibble at it slowly once it's finished eating i like try and touch its head <laughs> uh roll an animal handling check oh boy <laughs> Oh, I'm proficient in this. Uh, it's still 14. <laughs> yeah, you reach your hand out slowly. You've you've dealt with a lot of beasts <laughs> in your time, and and you know you've gotten good at that. Certainly, seeing a little dragon wormling, especially after a moment where you're pretty close to dying, you are a little shaky, and it seems to kind of notice that fear, but you are able to touch its head. And, and after a moment or two of it kind of being unsure of you, you know, leans into it a bit. Fuck, what do we do about this? Uh, I, I say to Hayes knowing that he's just going to look at me stupid. Incredibly, he uh, looks at you stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's on the ground, isn't it? It's not flying. Correct. Okay. I'm just going to slowly walk out of the cave and see what it does. As you walk out of the cave, you notice it look at you and then look back towards its egg and, and 
walk towards it and start kind of like poking at it some more, disassembling it. So it's way more interested in the egg than it is in me. Right now, yeah. Okay. For the moment, I'm going to get Hayes and tell him to sit and just tell him to watch this little wormling. Yeah, Hayes sits. And I'm going to rush off to the corpse of its parent. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. just grab some things that will prove that it's dead. Like a claw and maybe some teeth. Okay. Yeah, make a survival check. Yeah, for a second I thought you were just going to show the... (laughs) 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 Your parents dead, kid. (laughs) 21. You're you're able to pluck off a few claws easily enough. Um, And then I stash that. And um, actually, you know what? Uh, With that roll, could I get a scale as well? Yeah, certainly. Okay, yeah. That'll be it. Put it all on my packs and go back to the cave and see if there's been any developments or if the lonely is still looking at this damn egg. Yeah, it seems to have broken all the rest of the pieces of the egg away and it's kind of like exploring through it, but it doesn't really seem to find anything (laughs) of use. Pull out two more pieces of meat, give one to his, and then just hold the other one. It looks at you for a few moments. And then walks towards you and kind of holds up its neck to try to reach it. I step back outside and then hold it and see if it notices anything. Yeah, it follows you. Okay, uh, I'm going to give it to it. Okay. I'm going to walk back again slowly and see what it does. Like towards it? Or uh, sorry, I walk backwards, like uh, back towards the forest. So like across the clearing. It uh follows you. Okay. I'm gonna start walking not normally, but like around so my back's to it. And then mm-hmm. just like walk a little bit slowly. And every couple steps like turning my head around and seeing if it's still following me or not. Yeah, you notice it's very slow moving, mm. but it does continue to follow you. Okay. When we get to the forest, I'm gonna grab out Two more pieces of meat, give one to Hayes, and then sort of kneel down and hold this other one out, but not give it to it yet. Yeah, as you hold it out, it comes up to it and tries to bite it out your hand. So it's like a, it's quite small. It's like a foot big. Yeah, it's small. Would that fit uh, on my shoulder? Yeah. Okay, pick it up. All right, I'll let you make one more animal handling check. Oh boy, that is a (laughs) sixteen. It's a little squirmy, so you have to kind of keep like holding it in place mm. you know you can't really get it to not be moving around and as you're doing it it'll like every once in a while kind of like bite at your ear but its teeth are at this point aren't really grown in <laughs> so at least not grown in enough to do much damage yeah well with this goddamn baby dragon on my shoulder i'm gonna walk very slowly home avoiding the lumber mill <laughs> You take an alternate path than uh, <laughs> the one you came by. And, you know, at, at this point, day starts to turn to night. Make a perception check. That is a 17. Okay. You're able to hear noises of kind of far-off creatures, different beasts in the wild, but you make sure to alter your path anytime you kind of hear the howl of something. And 
pretty late at night you are able to get back home. Shit. I'm a fucking baby dragon on me now. Is this some loot I wasn't prepared for? I'm gonna look around my shack and see if there's anything I can make a small, well not a small, but like a medium sized cage out of like any bits of wire, wood for the base or something like that. Yeah, certainly. You, you would have that sort of material yeah. lying around, I'd imagine. That is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, make a survival check. That is a 30. <laughs> yeah, you build a pretty damn good cage out of a bunch of random shit just lying around it, it's spacious enough where this dragon won't be completely confined but it's certainly also something that's sturdy enough and and closed off enough where it won't be able to just squeeze out okay i'm gonna open the door throw a couple bits of meat in there and then see if it jumps in yeah it'll jump in cool and then i will close and lock it and put it on the table but now he's got to sleep <laughs> Plana sleeps for the night I, i'd imagine the next day or within a few days you do you do you wait for them to come to you or do you go to the city of edgewood next morning just wake up and just uh get this out of the way uh get more supplies you know go into yeah. like the what would you have back then like a wet sack where you hold your meat <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You you probably use a lot of salt uh, to keep your meat good. I'm going to chop up like a decent chunk and just put it in the cage and then chop up the rest and put it in my pack before I head out with all my stuff, you know, just in case. Um, and then I take Hayes and make tracks to Edgewood. The journey doesn't take terribly long, and you're able to get onto a uh, well-paved path quickly enough. You make your way to the city, and as you walk through, although maybe you're not the most recognizable figure, people can tell by the items you carry, and just the way you kind of walk through town, who you might be. They've heard enough about Flane, the man who lives in a cottage, tiny cottage in the woods, who is one of the heroes of the lowlights and you make your way through town and are able to get your audience with the lord where i imagine you present your oh yeah I, trophies i just don't even greet him pull out the you know the claws and scales and things like that and just throw them at his feet and say no i don't care about my freedom i just want their burial and their their memorials set up Lord Gallandun is a man you've encountered a few times in your life, and you wish it could be a few less. <laughs> he's a stern-looking man. At this at this point, he's you know in his his, his late sixties, certainly getting older in age. He's a bigger man with the kind of facial hair of a man who can't really grow facial hair but tries to <laughs> anyway. And at this point, it's all whited out, and he looks at you. He looks at the remains of this dragon. He gives you a nod. It will be done. Yeah. Just don't. I'm done. Nothing left that I could ever possibly want from you or this city. All these people. I just don't bother me again. And then he turns around and walks out. Yeah, he does not give you a response. But yeah, 
you you leave the keep and uh, head back to your nice shack. Days and weeks, months start to pass, and no one really comes by your shack <laughs> in that time. It seems that the Lord has kept true to that. What do you do with uh, your dragon? How big is it at this point? <laughs> It, it's growing relatively fast. It's it's still it's probably doubled in size. It's probably about two feet by now. Okay, is it still comfortable in its cage? Uh, you you expanded the cage a little bit. Okay. <laughs> as time went on. Yeah, I, I generally just want to like keep an eye on this dragon, <laughs> and anytime it sort of acts not in a playful way, but like if it seems like it's getting a bit like mean, mm-hmm. pull pull it in line. The stern hand. Yeah. At some point, Flane will definitely want to look at the memorial, but at night, when there's no one around. Yeah, you know, one one night later on, Flane sneaks into town. She's able to do so well enough, you know. Sometimes it's as easy as just putting on a hood. And and you see the memorial. It's, it's near kind of the center of town, and it, it has two statues. It seems like there's a third spot that might be added one day. Hmm. But as that man still lives, <laughs> uh, he is not being memorialized at the moment. But you you see um, the human figure of your friend Godfrey. Tall, broad-shouldered. It seems like they got his handsome grin pretty well <laughs> in this statue uh, as he holds a sword with uh, an inscription from Bahamut on it. And then next to him, you see, holding a staff, is your dragonborn friend Jax, looking as serious as ever as he holds his staff out in statue form, pointing it out to the distance. Like, go towards the statue of Godfrey and sort of just look up at it and say, uh, you ugly bastard, thanks for saving me against Jax's cousin the other day. And, uh, Wish you could have been there, but I'm glad I could do it for you guys to get this done. Never thought I'd make friends, but, you know, you two came along one day, somehow. I'm glad I could do this for you guys. And he just walks back off. You head back to your little cabin. Now, as time passes, do you continue raising this dragon? Oh, yeah. Very tentatively. Yeah, you continue to raise it. For a while, you didn't give it a name. You've always heard rumors about how it's safe not to name something for the first year, just in case something happens to it. Mm. But then you eventually decide that it's almost certainly time. You think back to your allies and how Jax always talked about how when he settled down, he wanted to have a daughter. And he always had the name picked out for her. And, and you think that name is as good as any to use. Uh, so you name your dragon Luce. And that is where we will end this session. Well, that was an intense one, man. Holy shit. How you feeling? That was fun. That was fucking nuts, though. It was intense. Really interesting fight to go through. Because 
I, I, you know, we can get into it more off the podcast, but, yeah. but the dragon had very specific things of wanting to protect the egg. So it couldn't, so you kind of got to use the kiting strategy yeah. a little bit, uh, very fucking smart move. Uh, with Hayes having Hayes run around to the other side. Yeah. Because if you would have made an attack from where you were, you know, it probably would have gone for you. Like, yeah. realizing, like, I'm on my edge, I need to go for you. But when it saw something endangering its egg, whew, whew. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good fight. Yeah. Uh, that was close. That was there. a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a close. <laughs> all right. Anyone who has listened through all of this, thank you so much for, for being a part of this podcast. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, tune in next time uh, for another session of D&D where I'll have a new guest and they will go through some equally as fucked up adventure. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. Hey, thank you, Mitch, for, yeah, for doing this. Thanks for having me on. That was a lot of fun. Uh, have a great day or night or, or, or whatever time it is. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>